Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Justin Zick, or properly the band Zick, his new album called Dante's Inferno Part 1, released on October 22nd via Metal Assault Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Justin himself to share some more information about this stellar release and why there are so many parts to this album. So, Justin, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to interview me. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you sent me such a very nice email or your manager or whoever. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'm so, it's a metal assault. He's a beautiful, he has a, he's a beautiful uh, PR agency he works with, but I also like to do some extra PR just because it never hurts. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Very true. We can get into that a little bit. Um, first, tell us about this record. Okay. So um, I had um, been touring with bands for several years, and my partner in life was like, you know, you should create a solo album sometime. And I was like, yes, I should. So, you know, I have all these extra riffs just lying around. So I sat on my computer and I created this. And during that particular time, I um, had received the um, the Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri. Alighieri, and um, I was reading Dante's Inferno, and I was um, just r- really um, entranced by the beautiful poetry that was in that. Because you get tons of albums that are just like Dante's Inferno. Here's this level of hell. Here you go. And I have plenty of those albums, but no one really, I was, I was inspired to really dive into that poetry and get into the satire and the feeling of the poetry into music. So this is going to be album one of several albums dedicated to just his poetry. Okay. Wow. Okay. How did you embody that musically? Well, I'm very much a progressive metal fan, but I'm also I'm classically trained in um, classical guitar, so I'm re- I really love classical music, and I've really spent a lot of time in composition. And one of my uh, one of my side jobs is creating transcriptions and arrangements for clients, as well as someone's like. How about this guitar solo? So sometimes I'll get like full songs where I'm putting together, okay, here's your string section, here's this, and then the next minute I'm giving like a guitar solo to tab out for a client. And I was, I'm really, I just, I'm super excited about composition. So I love watching how to put different instruments together. And I always wanted to capture not just one genre. Obviously, I love heavy metal, I love thrash metal. So a lot of your progressive bands never get into that kind of the darker, really intense side of it, unless, you know, between Barry and me and some other bands that are just straight death metal with it. And no one actually comes around and captures like what a lot of these old classical musicians and, you know, old progressive bands did. And I wanted to have that extreme of just like intense to like just beautiful moments in one album. And I hopefully captured that. Yeah. That was going to be one of my follow-up questions is, um, you know, how did you, how conscious was it when you sat down and said, okay, I'm going to make a solo album. 
been done before. <laughs> Talk about Dante's Inferno been done before what I call like the, the Joe Satriani moment, which is how am I going to stand out? What am I going to do? That's different. And almost basing his entire career off of, I think he said legatos was his thing. Yeah. You know, and um, for this, for a solo, um, it's really, it's not a guitar album. Like obviously there's plenty of ridiculous moments of just me shredding crazily with a keyboard player shredding crazily. You know, I love that. So obviously there's me moments of that, but it's not just a guitar album. You've got, you've got like you know big choruses. You've got orchestral parts. You've got even parts that kind of like sound like a Pink Floydish or a Queen type things going on, where it's it's based on the vocals. I'm I love vocal harmonies, and you know listening to bands that actually capture these fun orchestral like four part harmonies where one guy's going up one guy's going down and one guy's in the middle there it's like i love putting that stuff together kind of like a fugish type thing that you know you don't really get to hear much unless you're listening to old baroque music and so that's why i would say would stand out is that you're not picking up just a guitar you're gonna you're gonna get the shred but you're getting kind of like just intense all around album you know it's and i think the i think one of the first singles i released kind of captures a little bit of every moment of the album but you know it's not necessarily true you know everyone's opinion is different but you know that's just when i listen to that's the feeling i get mm-hmm. that's one of the things that i appreciated about it because i got the email across my desk kind of one of the first things i do justin is i go oh god another solo guitar player <laughs> oh of course <laughs> So I, there's another one I emailed. I think some guy in the UK has a podcast and he was like, he's like, Oh God, it's like another solo guitarist. He listened to it and he's like, dude, first impression. He emailed me back. First impression was like, dude, this is just going to be a bunch of dude going, you know, just that, you know, and I'm like, I know. And so I had to reword it instead of saying solo artist. I'm like, this band's releasing that. It's just because yeah. it does it, it immediately. When you hear that, you either think, guy's a pop artist trying to sell pop music or he's an acoustic guitar player or he's a guitarist that wants to show off all his cool licks <laughs> yeah yeah uh speaking of acoustic guitar you mentioned you're classically trained is that correct yeah so was that more of because my understanding of music school for guitar players is kind of like two routes you either go jazz or you go classical is that true like how did that work it's it's actually, you can actually do both. Okay. Um, so there's certain music schools like Berkeley and Juilliard where you can get into like rock and other variations of theory and stuff, but you're always learning theory and how music works. Actually, in my first couple of years of college, I was into jazz. So um, on my second single, you're going to hear some of that jazz influence because I also enjoy putting, you know, jazz stuff together and as I'm continuing to work on more songs, I'm having a little bit more larger chords that aren't your typical big minor chord darkness. They're going to have some more added, you know, uh, tension that's going to be from these larger type of chords or jazz chords in mm-hmm. the end. But yeah, you're, you're right. You know, people end up going more into the jazz and more the classical school I went to is like, you, you had to do classical guitar. So I was doing jazz beside it part of my major which i ended up just moving straight towards classical yeah cool now with regard to doing you mentioned for example some orchestrations 
how, how did you balance everything together? Well, um, you know, I have basically I've been writing music as a whole, like as in like a full sheet, you know, just like putting all the things together. So what I'll do for every single song on the album, every song that I've written for from now on, because I like to see it. I don't just like recording it and putting it there. Mm-hmm. I like to actually see the notes written. So I'll write everything in full sheet music, including wow. guitars, wow. drums. And then, and then when you're in the studio, you add other things like fun percussion, things like that. But um, when I'm seeing that, like I would, I would listen to this. I'm like, oh, man, I'm hearing a string section right here. So I'd write a string section in there. Or in the, the, the second single I released, Lust, um, I was like, man, this part you know, songs about lust, you want this kind of New Orleans style big band feel. So I added horns to the whole section. And I've worked with horn players from the Fort Wayne Philharmonic. So I just called them up like, hey, come on the studio, I'll pay you money. And they're like, okay. And then they did, they come in and just look at the music. And I'm like, all right, play that a little bit softer, get louder, or just make it sloppy sounding, or just tighten that up. And, you know, they're pros. So I've really said, Maybe one of those things I said, because <laughs> they're just like, they were on it. Yeah. Okay. An enigma, a guitar player who knows sheet music. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. I don't want to, want to think I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that joke. How do you, how do you confuse a guitar player? You put sheet music in front of them. Oh, I know. It's, uh, there's, they're very few and far between. It's like, it's like when someone actually asked me to write the guitar part out in sheet music, I'm like, wow. I love you too. And it's like, we're just like, we're buddies now. Exactly. Or how to change key without changing your string gauge. (laughs) It is possible. Probably a guitar player listening in right now. Like you can do that. What? What? That's magic. That's magic. Yeah. Actually it's really, it really is. I sold my soul to Satan and now it's magic. That's how you do it. Guitar player. Yeah. That's how you play. Yeah. No, no practicing or college, just selling your soul. There yeah, it is. Exactly. Which would make sense because we now have Dante's Inferno to chat about. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, so it's real, like real horns, real strings, all that stuff. You, you wrote it out, demoed it, I'm guessing maybe with some MIDI, but then you called in real musicians to record for the album. Yes. You know, MIDI doesn't do justice to real sense. Obviously there's synthesizers in there and I wanted some synth strings for, like being, you know, pad layers and stuff like that. But yes, for the parts, there's a real strings, real horns. There's nothing, there's nothing that gives you more goosebumps than hearing like a real cello or like a real violin or a real trumpet. It just, it hits you. Trumpet. This is a rap song. All of a sudden I just heard trumpet in my head and I don't know why, Justin, I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the hit. Write that one down. You're going to, record a demo mm-hmm. exactly yeah well and that's kind of where i wanted to get into because for example horns a lot of horns are taking up the same sort of uh mid-range space as say a distorted guitar so i mean did you work that out i guess that's i think like how did you how did you work that out is it are the horns backing up guitars are they not playing at the same time like so the section i have with horns it's basically about Basically, I had the guitar and saxophone be the main melody for that particular part. Yeah. But with the horns, I had, you know, basically for the rhythm part, I have the guitars playing along. And this particular section, 
I've always thought it was, you know, you always have these jazz and blues guys like, oh man, play, man, you got your drummer playing in the pocket. They got to play in the pocket. So I was like, how about I keep changing the pocket through this whole section of this thing? And I kept doing that. And the drummer I had, Angel, um, he uh, he plays with um, Demolition Hammer. Mm-hmm. And um, he was, he, he even, we were talking about that. And he's like, he's like, dude, it's like, you like have a pocket and then you change it. And, <laughs> and I hate you right now, but I like you because you're my friend, but I really hate you. I shouldn't have taken this job because I, it was pretty difficult for a lot of these, especially some of the people that had to play the full song through. Like they had, um, um, even on that same song, I had um, the vocalist of them, Troy, and he's, you know, screaming at it. And he used to, he told me, he's like, dude, I've probably put 24 hours into this single song with all the layers and trying to get sting parts like right on time and everything. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's just how I write. So, but mm-hmm. I'll write it out in sheet music for him. Like, here's my thing. You kind of add a little bit of your own style, alter what you need to alter to fit for your, you know, as a vocalist. And they did, they, uh, pretty much all of the vocalists pretty much stayed with the melodies I gave them and they changed a couple parts on each of the song. And then for any like extra backing vocals, I had guys actually come into my local, the local studio and we, we layered that where it was perfect. Mm-hmm. There was a wise, wise young bass player once who said, if you ain't got no pockets, you can't hold no grooves. <laughs> so yeah the groove there's there's like 12 different pockets that they're trying to find and i love it because you're just like you're getting into it and then you're like body's like what 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 happened here yeah and i and i, and I think that's that's the fun part about music you take like frank's app and stuff like that where it's like he made fun of that stuff and if you really listen to like some of his especially some of the 80s stuff you can hear him making fun of all of that stuff, even musically, even with the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And I'm a huge Zappa fan, so I think it's like some of his stuff is pretty ingenious. And then some of it was just like, I'm gonna throw it out there because I can, you know. Right. But it's right. like but I think I think, you know, if if you can compose and put this stuff together, if you know how to add tension in the right spot, you know, you listen to like a bridge section and then right before the final chorus, there's like a big break. It's because it's adding that big tension. So it sounds bigger than it really is. And it's just little, little things like that. Once you are aware of those things in song or those uh, particular sections and songs that add tension, or how can you make a one riff song sound better by adding dynamics in there? Mm-hmm. Witchcraft. It's uh, yes, witchcraft. Which witchcraft, Justin? I should have burned at the stake in the 1500s if they found out I was talking like this. I know, incredible. <laughs> Speaking of being burned at the stake, uh, you mentioned in the beginning being inspired by Dante's Inferno, wanting to do uh, a solo album regarding that particular uh, body of work. I guess my question is, what did you personally find inspiring about it? And I guess. In tandem to that, did you immediately see why it was a classic? I did. And the reason it was, it's obviously it's beautiful poetry. You read it, it flows, everything's great. But it's not just the story of him going through hell and picking all those fun mythological things. This is Dante's vision of hell. 
because there's so much satire about what was happening in his time period with um, political parties. And we had, um, I was doing a tour with uh, as a tech for a band and I was off for two weeks. Instead of flying me back home, I said, hey, fly me to, to Europe, fly me to Italy, because we were in Europe and they did. And then I flew my family up and we actually spent a lot of time in Florence where Dante is from. And we got to, you know, go through his house, got to see where he was supposed to be buried. And it's like back in his day, they like banished him from Florence. And then now they're like, bring him back because he's so famous. And it's just, it's crazy. And you listen, you read his work and it's all satire. Like this guy's in hell because he thought this guy ate too much or this guy stole too much or this guy murdered his wife. So like all those stories are inside of that. Which, you know, it's it's a satire, and I love satires. I've been like a Kurt Vonnegut fan and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of especially in today's day, right this moment we're recording this, satire is quite, quite in the news, because it's a very interesting thing that everybody loves except for the people that it's a target of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's the truth, man. It's like, it's, if you're the target of a satire, you've, if you can't look at it and like, okay... I get it now. Maybe I should change some stuff up. That's what it's supposed to do. If you're just getting angry, all you're doing is, you know, you're making that side tech, you're giving that satire more power. It's yeah. like, you know, you're right. That sat- you, that is correct. Maybe I should make some changes to make that work. But, you know, we're in a day and age where, you mm-hmm. know, if someone's not instantly gratified by a picture, they're moving on with their life. You know, it's just, yeah, it's pretty quickly, yeah. pretty quick. I know. Uh, cool. Chatted about some classical training. We chatted about Dante's Inferno. We chatted about bringing in real horns and strings and just composing an all around great record. Um, you know, the funny thing is I play guitar and some people have mentioned to me like, why don't you make a solo album? And I immediately just go, "Ugh." did, was that like your first reaction or did it just seem like the right idea at the right time? Um, you know, people have brought that up to me, and I'm like, no, I always didn't think it would work because I always assumed if you're doing a solo album, you're here to show off what you can do. That's every solo album you you get. You know, it's like, here's a solo vocalist. It's going to be all about the vocals, or if it's going to be a solo this. This is more about, and I think this is what I really wanted to feature with, you know, anyone can learn how to shred and play guitar. Anyone. I teach kids. I teach adults. Anyone can do what I'm doing. It just takes time and practice. But the thing that I think really stands out that I wanted to show off was my composition. Mm-hmm. That I can put together a full orchestra and I can put it in one song and I can add guitars and I can do tons of stuff with that. And I really have to thank um, the guy who mixed it in Fort Wayne, Dan Wagner, because he really took my vision and I said, here it is. And he was like, hey, you know, I want to put this on this side and this on this side. I'm like, all right, well, let me hear it. And he would do that. And I'm like, oh my God, he brought it to life. And he really, he's, he was very passionate about mixing and find that. And I I only wanted to work with people that are passionate. I don't care if this guy knows this guy and this guy, and he can send it off to there and make tons of money, which is great. We all want that. But I, I wanted to do something that was closer to, the raw art that I was good at. I didn't want to change something because it wasn't going to sell. I was, I'm tired. I was, I think that's where really what 
got me excited about this. I didn't have to say yes or no. I would just be like, okay, I value your opinion. I'm going to release it like this. Because in the end, it's everyone's opinion. Some guy could listen to track one and go, this song is shit. And then he could go to track track two and he'd be like, this is the greatest song I've ever heard. And that's what this album's about. It's like picking up a Dream Theater album where you're like, oh man, this is the coolest track and the next track is crap. It's like, but... (laughs) The next guy beside me could say the complete opposite. And that's the kind of album I wanted to release. And I wanted to release an album where it flows, where you can listen from track one to track eight. That's a lost art form nowadays. You know, if you go back and listen to, I was a big Metallica fan in my high school years. And I listened to Master of Puppets. And that whole album flowed from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it flowed to me. And I was like, I want to write an album that flows or even just like old yes albums. I'm like, Oh, this album flows. There's no filler. It's meant to have that kind of thing. And that's, that's the kind of, I just wanted to make things that just no matter what happened, you were here, you're here, you're here. And it was just track by track by track. Yeah, I agree. And that album that Justin is currently talking about is Dante's Inferno Part 1, out via Metal Assault Records on October 22nd, available, I'm speculating, everywhere that you consume music. In today's show notes is going to be Justin's website, justinzick.com, as well as some links to some videos that have been made available in promotion of the record. So, Justin, the only other question I have is that, how did you find out about my little program to email me? Well, I it's thing. There's this thing called Google. Whoa! And um, I googled rock podcasts, and yours came up with several others. And I was like, okay. And right now, which I think is a beautiful thing, which is the pandemic has really helped with, and is I started listening to more podcasts, mm-hmm. and so is my partner. And because of that, we're exploring all sorts of podcasts, especially especially my partner. She's found so many cool podcasts with people I would have never even thought to listen to. And then I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to send some emails out and see what happens. I enjoy listening to people on podcasts. I enjoy talking about, you know, podcasts can go anywhere. And I'm sure that's what excites you about doing podcasts. And then you emailed back and I was like, yes. Yes. Well, that's cool. I'll have to go tell my wife that we're on the Google. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I found you on a list of somewhere, so it's been awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool stuff. Well, absolutely great to have you on. Again, everybody listening in, head over to today's show notes, justinzick.com. The album, Dante's Inferno Part 1, out October 22nd via Metal Assault Records, everywhere you consume music, as well as links to a couple of videos that Justin has made available in promotion of the record. I will get the, yep, absolutely. They got some cool, they got this music video for... Kanto One Lust, and I have a playthrough video for Kanto Five. Oh, actually, Kanto One Overture, and a playthrough video for Kanto Five Less Lust. Beautiful. All right. Well, Justin, great having you on the show today. Thank you. You have a wonderful day, man. <laughs>